0: good to you hallelujah you know what the bible says to do the bible says to ascribe to the lord the glory that is through his name that means ever how good god has been to you you need to try to get your praise up to that level so let me ask you chattanooga how good has god been to you I want you to praise Him. I want you to praise Him. I want you to praise Him. Come on and let's praise Him. Let's thank Him right now. God, it's all for you. It's all for you. It's all for you. This is something's already shifted in the room, baby. I said something's already shifting in the room. Huh? Hallelujah. Some of y'all standing there saying, don't take all that. Let me tell you something about praise. You can worship and still feel heavy. You, you, You can read your Bible and still feel heavy. But when you clap your hands and shout unto God, heaviness has to get off of you. The joy of the Lord is released in your life. We bless your name, Jesus. Yes, we do will remain standing how many y'all glad to be in the house of the lord today i i dare you to look down your row and just prophesy tell tell your row say this whole row is breaking through yeah this whole row is breaking through i don't know about the row over there i can't tell you about the row back here but this entire row is about to break into everything god has for it this whole row. Come on, you I feel that head rocking, sin killing, cancer rebuking, child saving, marriage restoring, mind blowing, heart renewing, anointing. I feel it in the room today. Uh, uh, well, remain standing. I love your bishop. He is my very best friend. God must love you guys to give you the greatest bishop and pastor bishop kevin and devin wallace can we let them know how much we love them they are absolutely amazing how many of y'all appreciate the staff pastor richie and the whole team let's give them a god bless you i'd like to where you stand for the reading of god's word if you're ready somebody shout bring it on listen i ain't I, i didn't come to play today i came to have church I got about 300 people that are with me, but there's a lot more than that. I said, I came to have church today. I always say, man, I'll have church with you or without you. I'll preach myself. I'll amen myself. I'll give my own altar call. I'll come forward myself. I'll lay hands on myself i'll catch myself come on y'all and then i'll cover my own legs up can i get a witness any pentecostal people here how many of y'all ain't gonna let me do this by myself you say apostle i'm here i bring you greetings from my first wife my first wife my only wife she's my wife my girlfriend and my woman on the side She's like the Lord, she's three in one. Come on, somebody. She's a jelly in my biscuit, the gravy on my potatoes. She's a guacamole on my taco. She's my midnight rendezvous. Come on, somebody. I love her, she's fine. She's mine, hallelujah. I told her, baby, you ever leave me, I'm going with you. Hallelujah, you you pack your bags, pack mine too. I'm amazingly honored to be here today. I've come with a word. Did you come to get a word? Yeah. I came to bring one. I, I don't leave my church for hardly anybody, but when the bishop says, I want you to come, I'm always going to come. I love your bishop so much. Well, I, I'm here today as the devil's worst nightmare. Can I tell you what I just heard the Holy Ghost say? He said, launch it in the atmosphere. He said, I'm about to change the trajectory of people's lives in the next hour. Somebody give God praise like it might be you. We're gonna take our text today from Ruth chapter one. It's my custom to stand for the reading of God's word. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. We're beginning at verse one, precious. It says, now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, of Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife, and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of the wife was Naomi. And the names of his two boys were Mahlon and Chilean, Ephrates of Bethlehem, of Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah. The name of the other was Ruth. And they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malin and Chilion also died. So the woman survived her two sons and her husbands. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return to the country of Moab for she had heard, one translation said, she heard a rumor in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people mm, by giving them bread. Therefore, she went out from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her and they went on the way return to the land of Judah. Verse eight. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back each of you to your mother's home and may the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your dead and to me. Note the eighth verse. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back each of you. I want you to announce this sermon title to your neighbor." look a neighbor right in the eye if they won't look you in the eye then look them upside the head but just shake them a little bit make sure they're awake and say hey neighbor say i don't know about you i'll go anywhere but i'm not going back can i get a witness here oh i don't know if that neighbor believe you look at the other neighbor and say hey neighbor say i don't know about you i can only speak for me i'll go anywhere but i'm not going back if that's you open up your mouth and give him a praise like you ain't ever going back Well." If you want to get in this same anointing, I'm going to preach and slip up, up your hands. It's all for you, Jesus. Every song's been for you. Every word is for you. Every moment is for you. Have your way. We are committed. We're all in. We are absolutely sold out. And I arise with all these people and people from around the world online. And we decree and declare we'll go anywhere I said we'll go anywhere but we ain't going back if you ain't going back give the Lord the ovation of the day come on give him up I'm about to preach but give him a I ain't going back praise right now give him a I ain't going back hey I ain't going back before you sit down holler at three or four people and say anywhere but back anywhere but back anywhere but back i'm warning you chattanooga i feel like preaching today i said i feel like preaching today they had to come get me i i couldn't even hardly get out of cleveland them people almost killed me but i got enough left for chattanooga i'm ready for church i'm ready for the word i'm ready to preach Because I believe that the best is before you and not behind you, in Jesus' name, I've come to tell you go anywhere, but don't go back. Today, I want to take some time, precious, and I want to glean from the text in the book of Ruth. I can't really drain it because there's so much there. So, we're just going to pick the tasty morsels. And we're going to glean from this text. If you're ready, somebody say, I'm ready. I'm ready. I want to gain a better understanding of this love story between Ruth and Boaz, and I want to unpack this thing. Now, the background pressures of this text is very powerful because at the time that it was pinned, there's an incredible famine that is ravaging Judah. People are literally starving to death. Now, if you look at where this text originates, it's in a town called Bethlehem. And if you define the name of Bethlehem, Bethlehem means house of bread. But here is the problem. Though the name of the city was house of bread, there was no bread in the house. It didn't matter what the city was called unless there would have been bread in the house. It would be like a bakery with beautiful ovens and spotless counters, but there's no bread in the bakery. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter how beautiful the bakery is if there's no bread in it. That's false advertisement. In the Bible, precious bread represents two things. It represents God's word and God's presence. And every church in America needs to be a house of bread. But I'm afraid that many of our churches nowadays, they are advertising bread, but it's false advertisement. Because when you walk in there, maybe you see awesome facilities, maybe you see well-oiled services and the best music money can buy, but still they are the laughing stock of hell because there is no bread in the house. But I got a feeling that I have walked right up into a spiritual bakery where there is bread all in this house. If you're thankful for the bread of God's presence that's in this room, open up your mouth and give God a praise right now. I don't know about you, but I got up long before sunrise this morning and I made my way here from Daytona Beach all the way to Chattanooga and make no mistake about it. I didn't come just to hang out. I didn't come to preach a cute message. I didn't come to give you my opinion. I came because I heard that there is bread in the house. I came for the bread. Did anybody come for the bread of God's word? Did anybody come for the bread of God's presence? Holler down your row and say, pass the bread. If you came for the bread, open up your mouth and give God a praise right now. Now I'm gonna take this and I'm kinda gonna kind of do a roll call this morning. We're gonna look at the characters that are in this story and we're gonna consider the characters. All of this precious Begins with a father, a dad named Elimelech. Elimelech led his wife and children out of Bethlehem, out of the house of bread, and into Moab. Moab represents the world, represents pain and heartache. And when they arrived in Moab, things went from bad to worse. Have you ever been convinced in your life that things couldn't get worse? Everything's coming against you but the kitchen sink? And then you look and there comes the sink. Can I get a witness here? Let me tell you something. The problem started when a father didn't fulfill his responsibility. When a father led his family away from the house of bread. And I won't stay here but a minute, but I feel like America is in crisis right now. Our nation is in crisis, and the crisis is a crisis of manhood. And what we need again are some fathers who will rise up in this crazy world and lead their families back to God. Y'all, we are living in a time when our young people are being convinced that they can't even identify their own sexuality. When, uh, y'all, I, I'm not gonna stay here but a minute. But just recently, there was a new Scooby Doo, and Thelma came out as a lesbian. When you've got Peppa Pig, targeting uh, preschoolers and there's a same-sex relationship in Peppa Pig when you got Target losing their mind and Disney losing their mind. What we need are some fathers that will rise up and say, I can tell you who you are. Somebody give God praise for all the good fathers that are in the room right now. You ask the question to fathers. Fathers, where are we leading our children? And I ain't gonna stay here but a minute. I didn't have time in Cleveland, but I got some time in Chattanooga. Can I say this, you don't negotiate with a nine-year-old. He said he don't wanna go to church. Is that what he said? Kick him out of that bed. Let him know, as long as you're drinking milk out of my jug and eating chicken out of my bucket, can I get a witness? On Sunday morning, we go to church. Well, you can't come into my room. This is private. This is not your room. This is my extra room. I'm letting you use it for the next 20 years. You can't look in my, you can't look in my drawers. You, you, don't you better. in my, listen, I am the one who bought those drawers. I paid for the drawers in those drawers. And how many of you know it is time to parent some children and love some children? Fathers have to lead the way. So Elimelech's name, when you transliterate it, come on. I'm smarter than you think I am. I got my PhD, my Pentecostal hairdo. Come on, y'all. His name means, my God is king. But yet he took his family into a land where Jehovah was neither known nor worshipped. He took his family from the house of bread into the land of Moab. And in Moab, they worshiped Chemos. And Kemosh was a false god that required human sacrifice, in particular child sacrifice. And I have never seen a time, and I'm only gonna stay here for a moment because I need to move on, when the devil has put a bullseye on our children. Our children are in danger if we lead them from the house of bread. And I would tell you, fathers, keep your families in the house of bread. Now, when Elimelech went to the land of Moab, things went from bad to worse. He died and his sons died. Now, there is the central mother in this text. Her name is Naomi. As long as she was in Bethlehem, they called her Naomi. If you define the name Naomi, Naomi means sweet and pleasant. But when she left Bethlehem and went to Moab, she changed her name because things went so horrible in Moab. She said, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara. When you define Mara, Mara means bitterness, chafed, disconcerted, disconnected. It means beat up from the feet up. Messed up from the chest up. Toe up from the... I knew you could come with me. When she went to to Moab, her life was destroyed. Have you ever seen somebody when Moab gets done with them? Have you ever seen somebody when the world gets done with them? Have you ever seen somebody when Moab chews them up and spits them out? Have you ever seen somebody walk out of the house of bread thinking they're going to find an answer outside the church? And when they get out there in that world, and that world absolutely destroys them and chews them up and spits them out, and they are just a shell of themselves. That's why I can't leave the house of bread. That's why I can't leave the church. I may have to struggle, but I ain't leaving the church. I may get talked about, but I ain't leaving the church. They may not like me, but I ain't leaving. In the church. It may not be popular, but I ain't leaving the church. If there's anybody that has made up in your mind that you ain't leaving the house of God, open up your mouth and give him praise right now. I'm not leaving the house of bread. So they wind up in Moab, and then the Bible says that they hear a rumor in Moab, not in Bethlehem y'all, but in Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. It said there was a rumor and they heard about it in Moab. I'm declaring that there is so much bread here at RTTN, that there is a rumor going across Chattanooga and Cleveland, that there is a house full of bread, that there is a house full of miracles, that there is a house where cancer dries up, there is a house where children are delivered there is a house full of bread if you want it to be known that this church is a house of bread give God a praise right now hallelujah you go ahead and sit out there and be cute if you want to but you didn't come today because you like the building you didn't come today just because you like the singing you didn't even come to see apostle jim raley some of y'all didn't even know i was gonna be here you came because you heard that there is bread in the house i dare the people who came for the bread one two three give god a prayer hallelujah Now, she starts back and she says to her daughter-in-law, she said, go back, each of you, to your mother's house and may the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your dead and to me. And then the Bible said in the 14th verse, then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. Now watch this. Orpah's name, if you defined it, not Oprah. That's a talk show host. Come on, somebody. Not Orca. That's a whale. Orpah's name means obstinate. It means stiff-necked. It means hard-headed do you know anybody hard-headed look straight ahead and act like i'm not talking to you do you know anybody hard-headed you say apostle yes i do they're sitting right beside of me but i can't say nothing about it but i'm gonna hold my hand up and i'm gonna point at him come on somebody Orpa represents the you, the lukewarm, pukewarm church. It represents those who start a journey but won't finish it. It represents those who don't want to go all the way. It represents those who are willing to go back to what God delivered them from. But I feel like there are some people here today who have made up in your mind, I'll go anywhere, but I ain't going back to what I just got out of. So Orpa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. One side note: you can't trip out when folk walk out on you. Some of y'all say, "Well, Apostle, I used to count on her. Now she don't even text me back. He don't even like my posts anymore. I used to count on him. Listen, sometimes." When people leave you, God is actually doing you a favor. Because everybody can't go where you're going. I need to get back up there and finish on on my, my notes, but I feel like staying here just a minute. Some folks left you because they could not go where God was taking you sometimes what we see as loss God sees as decluttering God said I'm going to get them out of the way because I got another level for you to go to and you think you can't go there if they go some of y'all been tripping about who left you let me tell you in, 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 in COVID there were some people who left my church and it upset me a whole lot more came thank you Jesus but I felt like during COVID, the Lord came in and fumigated my church. Come on, somebody. Because there were double agents sitting in there, y'all. I said there were double agents sitting in there. You better be careful when you got a friend that's a double agent. When they act like they like you one way and then they don't another. You better be careful. See, here's the deal: you gotta stop tripping over who left you. You gotta stop tripping over over who walked out on you because I've come to deliver a prophetic word to somebody in this moment and tell you everything you need and everybody you need is still with you or they're on the way and whoever left you had nothing to add to your destiny or future, so let them go. I got the 10th spiritual gift. I got the gift of goodbye. See you later, alligator in a wild crocodile, but I can't go back and... Instead of tripping over who left you, some of y'all need to leave here today, ride to Walmart, get you a thank you card, stop by the Waffle House, buy some gift certificates, and sign it and say, thank you for leaving me. Cause I never could have got to the next level if I would have had to drag your, I I dare you right now to give God praise for anybody that he plucked out of your life. So watch, Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. Then look at the text but, somebody say, but, but But Ruth clave to her. Now, now, but is a conjunction. You know, I learned about conjunction, just like some of y'all, Schoolhouse Rock. All y'all ain't 10 years old in here. How many of y'all remember Schoolhouse Rock? Conjunction, Junction. Oh, there you go. What's your function? Come on, somebody. What a conjunction does, it joins a sentence together and it tells you that it ain't over. See when Orpah walked out, it wasn't over. When Orpah left, it wasn't over. I'm trying to tell somebody when you lost the money, when you lost the relationship, there's a butt in there. And that butt says that God is still on your side. But Ruth clung to her. Now if you define the name Ruth, her name means friendship. It means companionship. I don't know about you, but at this stage in my life, I need real friends. And I, I don't need fair weather friends. I need friends that will stay with me when I'm on top of the world and stay with me when the world's on top of me. I need friends that will stay with me when my children are acting crazy. I need friends that will stay with me when I lose my job. Where the real folk at? I need some friends, those kind of friends. I tell you right now, if god has put good people in your life stop right now and give god praise for every good person that he y'all I, I need to, i need to move but i just need somebody right now if god put some good people in your life stop right now and praise him for it come on go. I hear the Holy Ghost say that while they are praising me for the good people that I have put in their life in the past, that I am orchestrating now divine connections and relationships that will usher them into a new season. I dare you right now, to thank God for every relationship that he's gonna bring into your life that is critical for your next level. One, two, three, give him praise right now. Now, Ruth clave to her. Now watch this. They started heading back to Bethlehem cause it was fresh bread season. I dare you to tell somebody precious in your neighborhood, it's fresh bread season. Uh, it was barley season. So they get back to Bethlehem, and the Bible says that Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, "Please let me go to the field and glean the heads of grain. What's this? After him, in whose sight I might find favor. One translation says, in whose eyes I might find grace." And she said, go, my daughter. So here's what Ruth does. She heads out to the field and she was gonna glean in the corners of the field because in those days, that's how they dealt with the destitute and the poor. They left access to the corners of the field so they could glean for life and survival. She is literally seeking a beggar's portion. So she's there. She's getting a little bit. She thinks she's going to get just enough. Just enough for the night. Just enough to make a little cornbread. Some collard greens. Y'all don't know nothing about that. How many of y'all like to get some collard greens? Oh, Jesus. I thought I was in Tennessee. How many of y'all like them greens, baby? And you put them ham hocks all up in them greens? Jesus, and you take the pot liquor off of the greens and you drop it onto the cornbread? How many of y'all know that'll either bind you up here to set you free, but that will do something for you? She thought she was gonna get just enough for life and survival, seeking a beggar's portion. When all of the sudden, Boaz comes up. Who is Boaz? He represents a type of Christ. He's the rich man. He's the heir of all things. He's the Lord of the harvest. He comes rolling up in, on his Mercedes mule. He, he riding his Cadillac Camel, can I talk to y'all? He riding his Lexus llama. I don't know, come on. He comes rolling up there and he looks at Ruth and he said, you will listen to me, will you not my daughter? Do not glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let me paraphrase. He sees her. He's on his Mercedes Mule. Girl. Yo, baby, what's up? Come on. You ain't gotta go nowhere else. Stay right here. His eyes fell on her and the Bible said she found grace. I wonder if there's anybody here today that's thankful when the Lord of the harvest and his eyes fell on you that you found grace. Or you can sit out there and be cute if you want to. But some of y'all ain't always been in church on Sunday morning. Some of you hadn't always been where you need to be. But there came a day when his eyes fell on you and you found grace. If you are a product of God's grace, come on, give him a praise right now. And then he takes it further. Then he said to her, he said to his men, he said, let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach her not. He said, she's been gleaning in the corners, a beggar's portion, but put her in a lane that she ain't got no right to be in. Put her in a place that she doesn't deserve, y'all. Bless her beyond what she's worthy. I know you think she ought to stay in the corners of the field. I know you think she's just a a woman that's unworthy and a woman with an issue and a woman with a past, but put her in a situation where she gets beyond what she deserves. Put her in a lane that she shouldn't even be in. I wish I could find some people here today who know what I'm talking about. Have you ever had God put you in a place that you didn't even deserve? Have you ever had God bless you and put you in a lane that you didn't even deserve to be in? I dare you right now, if he's ever put you in a place you don't even know how you got there, but you said, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. I don't know how I got the job. I don't know how I got the favor, but let me give you praise. If it's ever happened to you, give him praise right now. So here she is, gleaning where she ain't even worthy. (laughs) He said, let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach her not. In other words, don't even bother with her. How many of you know that if the devil could jack up your blessing, if he could stop you from being broken through, he would do it, but there is an order right now, straight from heaven, that says, do not touch this one, for I have favored them. Let them get where they don't even deserve to be. in devil, you can't touch them. And then the Bible says that he declared to her, you get in that lane. And then he said to his, to his people who are bringing in the harvest, Every once in a while, while you are gleaning, drop a handful on purpose. Every once in a while, let her stumble over something that she didn't even know was coming. Every once in a while, let her trip over a breakthrough. Every once in a while, let her trip over a blessing that she didn't even know was coming. Some of y'all sit out here today, you trying to act cute, and you say, Apostle, every blessing I got, I fasted it in, I prayed it in, I believed it in. Liar, liar, pants on fire. There's some of you, you're walking in the favor of the Lord. You didn't pray it in, you didn't fast it in, you didn't believe it, and you just tripped over a blessing. I hear the Lord say, tell them, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm about to drop handfuls on purpose in this house. A handful of healing. A handful of breakthrough. A handful of provision. If you're ready for handfuls on purpose, one, two, three, and give God a praise right now. Get your neighbor by the hand and shake him up. Make sure that neighbor's awake. If their hair falls off, if it's good hair, put it in your purse and take it home with you. But get your neighbor by the hand and shake him up and say, neighbor, you can sit there if you want to, but I need 30 seconds to give God praise for handfuls on purpose. Somebody's children are coming in, somebody's body is about to be healed, somebody's marriage is about to be restored, just just tripping over, somebody praise him right now. Can you imagine? She she gets all that barley together and she's headed home. Can't even hardly walk. Got so much barley and she walks into the house. Naomi said, girl, what in the world How you get all this? This is enough for months. I thought we was going to just get enough for a meal. Tell somebody it's bigger than you think it is. Yeah, what God's about to do in your life, it's bigger than you think it is. I don't know. I've never said that in this message. I need to tell somebody it's bigger than you think it is. I said it's bigger than you think it is. What God's about to do in this house, it's bigger than you think it is. she said mother was just you know i was there in the corners and this man came by on a mercedes mule i'm in the corner he said glean among the sheaves mother i didn't know what to do i just got in there started gleaning among the sheaves and she said mother he got the worst harvesters mother they were just dropping stuff just dropping handfuls mother i I thought well they dropping it i just will pick it up mother i didn't try to figure it out i didn't try to earn it i didn't try to say i was worthy of it i didn't try to say i got a past i didn't try to say i've been married before i didn't try to say my life was jacked up i just took it some of y'all better stop trying to earn what god is trying to give you. God said just pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick up that new season. Pick it up. Pick up that miracle. Pick it up. I need the people that are gonna pick it up, open up your mouth and give him praise. Holler at your whole neighborhood just say just pick it up. Yeah, stop trying to be good enough for it. Just pick it up. Stop trying to act like you're all that. Just pick it up. Stop talking about the junk in your trunk. Just pick it up. My Lord, Ruth, who was this man? Mother, mother, let me see what his name was. Mother, I believe his name. I believe they said his name was Boaz What did you just say Mother his name Was Boaz That's our countryman That's our kinsman That's our kinsman redeemer. That's the one that can get us out of this mess. Don't you know she went Kojic right there? Don't you know she went old time Holy Ghost right there? Don't you know she just. I dare somebody. If you believe God's about to do something in your life, go ahead and praise Him. Go ahead and. Still breakthrough in the room. Hey! Y'all sit down. Because I still got to go a little bit further. Who'll give me five more minutes? Wait at me if you give me five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Thank you. Hallelujah. You ever been in church? Something hit you and the devil thinks he got you. But you, I, I know I'm too Pentecostal. It's like a wave of the hand, a jerk of the neck it's like a hallelujah in your mouth and all of a sudden you say i got a feeling everything is gonna be all right now watch this and i'm just preaching now from my heart she said now you will listen to me will you not my daughter here is one generation making a deposit in another There's two responsibilities here. The older generation needs to speak it, the younger generation needs to hear it. I'm gonna sit down, amen, myself, there, but that's all right. So it shall be when it lies down that you will go in there to that place where he lays and and you will mark the place where the Lord of the harvest lays down and you will come in and up and cover his feet. And he will tell you what you should do. Can you imagine? Can you stand it? She walks in and when she walks in, she marked the place where the Lord of the harvest laid down. I don't know about you, but. I've marked the place where Jesus laid it all down for me. Are there any Calvary people in this room right now? Are there any cross people in the house today? Is there anybody here that knows you wouldn't be where you are had he not laid down on a cross for you? She said, when you go in there, mark the place where he lays down you lay down with him You lay down every dream. Come on, somebody. You lay down your past. You lay down your trouble. You lay down everything you can't fix. You lay down your problem. You lay down your financial issue. You lay down your health issue. You lay down your children. Because when you can't fix it, the Lord of the harvest can. You lay down your future. You lay down your past. You lay down your addiction. I dare somebody. If you've ever laid anything down, at it. His feet just open up your mouth and give God praise that he had the power to deal with it. y'all I feel something in the room I'm only here today y'all don't know what I climbed out of y'all don't know the abuse that I came out of y'all don't know the hell that I walked out of but let me tell you that day that I marked the place where he laid it all down baby he picked up my whole world can I go deeper can you stand it now can you handle it because it's scandalous I said it's scandalous Pastor Rich what the woman did was scandalous she was known as Ruth the Moabitess Ruth the adulteress to Ruth the idol worshiper, Ruth with a past. She was identified by her past. That's what the devil does. He identifies you by your problem and by your past, but God calls you by your potential. oh I feel revelation in my spirit everybody else identified her as Ruth the Moabite, but when he came by he said daughter he said daughter you will listen to me in those days when they were taking in the harvest they stayed on the threshing floor they never left because they didn't want the harvest to be stolen. Because there were highwaymen and thieves that would steal the harvest. So they slept on the threshing floor. You will listen to me, will you? Not my daughter. Mark the place where he lays down and go in and lay at his feet. Don't lay at his head. Don't come in there strutting, y'all. Don't come in there acting like you all that. Don't come in there and act like you deserve to be there. Just walk in with humility. Y'all be, I wish I could find somebody. Walk in there like you like you're thankful to be there walk in there like you know I I shouldn't even be here so I ain't coming at your head I ain't coming like I got it going on I'm not coming like I'm worthy I just want to get to your feet I just want to get to his feet tell somebody in your neighborhood I just came to get to his feet yeah yeah there were people whispering about her there were people talking about her she's got a past she's got an issue they knew who she was who she thinks she is how she thinks she ought to come up in here that hoochie that idol worshiper that have come on they were in southern israel who does she think she is she shouldn't be up in here why it don't take all that why is she acting that way she better get out of here you it's kind of like you some of y'all come in here and you weep and you worship and you dance and you cry and people around you their honey gets tight come on y'all you ever had your backside get tight in church somebody doing something you don't like and you draw right up but religious people can't handle worshipers I said religious people can't handle worshipers. Are there any worshipers in this house today? (laughs) Who she thinks she is. She shouldn't even be here. People look at folks and say, you know what? Yeah, she swings her wig in my face one more time. I'm going to snatch it off. I'm going to choke her to death with it. Why don't she sit somewhere else? And then you say, next Sunday, I'm going to move to the other side of the church. And then you move to the other side of the church. And a sister girl don't move with you. And you can't believe it. But let me tell you something. Don't get it bent. Her shout ain't got nothing to do with you her praise ain't got nothing to do with you her tears ain't got nothing to do with you she's trying to get to his feet she tell your neighbor say hey neighbor i love you but this praise right here ain't got nothing to do with you i came to get to his feet if that's you give him a crazy praise." this dance ain't for you this shout ain't for you these tears ain't for you I came to get to his feet hallelujah it shall be you find the place where he lays and cover him yourself up with his covering now watch you're uncovered so she laid down And Covered herself up with his covering. Listen to what he said. He said to her, he said, I know what he said. I'm just finding it real quick. Y'all don't go nowhere. He said, who who are you, verse 9? So she answered and said, it's Ruth. It's Ruth, baby. It's Ruth. You good-looking hunk of burning love. It's Ruth, your maid servant. It's Ruth, you know, handfuls on purpose. It's Ruth, glean even among the sheaves. It's Ruth, take me under your wing for you are a close relative. It's Ruth, I know I shouldn't be here, but it's Ruth. I know I got problems, but it's Ruth. Will you cover me up? Will you make a place for me? I dare somebody right now, if he made a place for you, even when you didn't deserve it. Why don't you give him a 20 second praise and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for covering my path. Thank you for covering my failure. Thank you for covering my problem. Thank you for covering my addiction. I don't deserve it, so I got to say thank you. So watch this. What had happened was, come on, y'all. She allows, he allows her to cover herself with his covering. But the real issue was that God gave her a miracle. And she would have never gotten it. Had she been willing to go back. Marlon had died. Chilean had died. If you define the name Marlon, Marlon's name means sick. And then Chilean's name means pining, failing, or dying. Thank you, mother. Thank you for naming me sick and my brother dying. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and, and Naomi had said, go back, each of you, to your mother's house. And may the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your dad and me. And Ruth looked at her and said, go back. Go back to what? Go back to Moab. Go back to Chemosh. Go back to sickness. Go back to dying. I'll go anywhere. But I won't go back. The devil will get in your ear and say go back but there's some of y'all who say go back to what go back to addiction go back to depression go back to bondage get your neighbor by the hand and say neighbor i don't know about you i'll go anywhere but i won't go back if you ain't going back one two three give him a praise right now I need you to raise the roof in this place. If you ain't going back, give the Lord the most radical praise of the day. There's people who don't understand your praise, but they don't know the pit that you crawled out of. Hallelujah. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, I'll go anywhere. But I ain't going back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, when I was praying about what to preach today, the Lord said, I want you to deliver this as a prophetic word. Because we have defined everybody's name. Except for Boaz. Boaz. Now, bear in mind, this ordeal had lasted for 10 years. Study your Bible. 10 years of struggle, 10 years of trouble. But when God got ready to shift it, I said, when God got ready to shift it, I said, when God got ready to shift it, it, he turned it on a dime when god got ready to shift it he did it quick and he did it in a hurry if you define the name boaz boaz's name means swift it means quick it means in a hurry and i heard the lord say when i was praying over this service you better tell him in chattanooga to get ready i'm releasing a boaz anointing in the room god said i'm about to accelerate this thing i'm about to open doors i'm about to save children I'm about to do some things so quick. You've been waiting, but God said get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. God said, I'm about to shift in right If you're ready, for God to turn it on a dime. One, two, three, give Him praise. Wait a minute, I want everybody who believes that God can bring a Boaz season and save your children suddenly. Bring you a financial situation to turn around suddenly. I want you one, two, three. Give him praise right now. God said it's accelerating. God said it's accelerating. God said it's accelerating. God said, accelerating. God said I'm shifting things. God said I'm doing it quickly. God, I feel it over here. God said I'm doing it quickly. God said I'm doing it quickly. Do you Come on, right here. God said I'm doing it quickly. Way over there. Can I obey God? I said, Can I obey God? I said, Can I obey God? Holler at your boy if I can obey God. In the Bible, there are seven steps of praise. One of the steps of praise is Todah. It means to praise God on credit. It means to praise God like you got it, even before you get it. So let me ask you something. How you gonna act if you've been renting and God opens the opportunity for you to own a home, how you gonna act? How you gonna act if you need transportation and god gives you transportation how you gonna act i said how you gonna act i said how are you gonna act if you need a better job? and this week you get one i dare you to praise it how are you going to act if while you're walking out, your phone starts vibrating and you look and every lost family member had gotten saved and sanctified? However, you're going to act then, act that way right now. Praise him. Let's go to church! While they're praising me, I'm releasing a spirit of acceleration in their lives. So are you ready to praise Him? If you know how to dance, you ought to dance. If you want to leave, y'all to leave. But somebody praise Him right now. Are you ready? One, two, one, two, three. It's shifting! This is my last season. Yeah, it's shifted. It's shifted. Something shifted. Something shifted. Something shifted in the room. Something shifted in your family. Something shifted with your children. Holler oh, and say it shifted, it shifted, it shifted. It's shifted. It's shifted. I said, 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 it's shifted, Atamaya. I said it's shifted. I said, it's shifted. It's shifted. I've been watching you all this service. This word was for you. God said, it's shifting. Somebody who declares it right now, somebody say, it's shifting. It's, come on, daughter. Hey, man of God, take my hand. Hey, it's shifting. Y'all, it's shifting all over this room. I said, it's shifting all over this room. It's shifting all over this room. Hey, hey! Hear it is, daughter. Shababababaya. Here it is, son. Shababababaya. I need somebody to get radical and praise the Lord like I'm laying hands on your son. I said it's shifting. I said it's shifting. Hey, You ready? It's shifted. One, two, three, give God a praise. The Lord said I'm shifting families right now. Shift. The Lord said it's accept shift, yeah. Say no 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 Maya. the Lord said I'm accelerating things right now. Are you ready, mother? Everybody precious to you. The devil can't have them. Get out of here. I say shift. You ready, man of God? Uh, I heard the Lord say, He's moving behind the scenes. He's moving in ways you don't know nothing about. And the Lord said, while he receives his shift, he's a, God's about to pour shift all in the room. You had to be here today. I hear the Lord say, shift. Somebody give the Lord that mama. Say, shift. Somebody shout, shift. Somebody shout, shift. You ready, daughter? You got to see a breakthrough. You got to see a turnaround. Shift A. Somebody say it's happening quick. Now give God praise like you believe it's happening quick. No, that ain't going to do. I said give God a praise like you believe this is a Moaz season. Look at everybody in your neighborhood and say, hey everybody, I need 30 seconds to give God praise. This is my Boaz season. One, two, three. are being released, jobs are opening up, children are coming in. The Lord's healing cancer right now. We've been in revival at my church. Some of you probably watched it. We've had several people with stage four cancer healed on the spot in the services. I just heard the Lord say, I'm healing right now. I'm I'm healing right now. Acceleration, who receives it? Now here's what you have to understand. Nobody leave. If you leave, I'm gonna throw my microphone at you. Hit you in the head, and then pray for your healing. And I'll accomplish two things. But this is a moment for people who won't go back. Is there anybody here that will go anywhere but you ain't going back? Look at me in the eyes, precious. I'm going to talk to you like I talk to one of my children. My kids are grown. I have my 17-year-old son with me. and I have sons and daughters that, Richie, I'm just so blessed. Way beyond what I deserve. So I'm going to talk to you like a daughter. Is that okay? Would you be cool with that? How about if I talk to you like a son in the Lord? Would you be okay with that? If you're okay with that, say, I'm, I'm good. Come on, Apostle. That's what I want What the enemy will do in moments like this is remind you of all the reasons why you are not worthy, all the reasons why you can't walk in acceleration, why your kids can't be saved, why your marriage can't be solid, why your finances can't turn around. He'll tell you all the reasons that it can't happen. But there's almost no greater underdog in the Bible than Ruth. Ruth, her name, When they talked about her, Ruth the Moabitess, it was basically saying, she's not a Jew. She's got a past. She was an idol worshiper. Everything about her, a dead husband, no resources, in the beggar's field, unworthy, uncovered, unloved. Hanging on by the skin of her teeth, but refusing to go back. Have you ever been there? Eh, where you said, Lord, I'm this I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm hanging on by a breath. But know this, Lord, I ain't leaving you. I ain't quitting on you. Even if I got to go through trouble, I ain't going back. Everybody would have written Ruth off, everybody would have underestimated her. But if you study her life, you will find out precious. that at the beginning of the story, in the beginning of Ruth, she was a beggar in the field. But by the end of the story, she owned the field. I need you to tell somebody, testify and look at your neighbor and say, Tell your neighbor, my story's not over. Yeah, my story's still being told. Push them, push them. And just saying, my story has a happy ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God ain't brought me this far to leave me. He hadn't delivered me to abandon me. He ain't forgot my children. He ain't forgot my, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit in here he hadn't forgotten my family he hadn't forgotten my future he ain't brought me through all this to leave me now Ooh. raise up your hands i am part over you because you won't go back i am part in this house an accelerated anointing I declare that there is a Boaz season coming to families in this room. I declare it even over this entire ministry, a season of acceleration, unexplainable acceleration. I bind every devil. I bind every confusing spirit. I take authority over every spirit of doubt and every spirit of fear. Devil, I take authority over you right now, and I remind you that these are children of the Most High God. They have been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus and they have been brought in by the Lord of the harvest hold your hands up I declare that acceleration is coming to your family I declare that acceleration is coming to your children I declare acceleration is coming in the name of Jesus because you would not go back and if you receive it come on give the Lord the ovation of the day come on Is that the ovation of the day? Come on, give him the ovation of the day. Somebody give him praise like the word works. I said give him praise like the word works. Somebody give him praise like the word works. Come on, I said the word works. What I taught you today, it works. The word works. So, I want to do this. I just feel led, this, this is not for me. I want to receive an offering for the house today. I've learned in this, Richie, can I do this? I've learned at 59 years old, 59, 59. Come on y'all, you know what I said. I didn't say 29, 59. Hey, I'm old, but I'm still going strong. Come on, y'all. I ain't got tired yet. Ain't that what the old folks said? But I've learned that in moments like this, that I sow a seed, that I give to God. And I don't do it trying to manipulate God. Who, who can manipulate El Shaddai? But that preacher, you trying to manipulate God. You better take a deep breath and get some oxygen in your brain. He's Jehovah. Can't nobody manipulate him. I've been doing this a long, long time, Precious. I've been doing this a long, long time. I've been on this journey a long time. I've been preaching for him for right at 40 years. I started when I was three years old. I've been preaching a long time and I have found out that when I'm obedient to God, that my giving does not manipulate God. Look at me now, precious. My giving moves God. When I bring him a seed, I'm living it right now. When I sow a seed, it moves the heart of God. Watch this. Here's what you need to understand about giving. We don't, you don't take an offering. You receive an offering i ain't never took anything because people who understand sowing you can't take what they've decided to give you don't take nothing the bible said watch this now he that goes psalms 126 said he that goes forth weeping Bearing precious seed for sowing. I think it's the sixth verse. He that goes forth weeping. Bearing precious seed for sowing. Shall doubtless return. Bringing in his harvest with him. That's Psalms 126. He that goes forth weeping. Bearing precious seed for sowing. The Lord spoke to me and he said tell my people. That the precious seed is not the seed you keep. The precious seed is the seed you sow. Because your harvest is not locked up in what you keep. Your harvest is locked up in what you sow. He that goes forth weeping, bearing precious seed for sowing. How can a seed be so precious that you would weep over it? Number one, you weep over your seed when you know what it took to get that seed. How many of you can say, Apostle, I'm like you, I didn't inherit my seed, I had to work for it. Come on. Okay, everybody else, you just, if you have to work, wave at me right now. Oh, that's what I had thought. And then, okay. You know it's a precious seed, number one, when you know what you went through to get it. Number two, when you know what it will accomplish when you sow it. And number three, you know it's precious when it takes faith to sow it. So today, I feel like as you sow, God's gonna unlock some things in your life that I have preached. As you give to God, I believe that as you sow, and you give, it's gonna move God's heart. Now listen, you say, well, apostle, when is the seed precious? You buy live stream, listen to me. The seed is precious to God when it's precious to you. And a precious seed takes faith. So right now, I want you to get a precious seed. I challenge you in love as a father in the Lord, Like I said, this is not my offering. I just feel this in the moment. A precious seed for somebody might be $10. A precious seed for somebody else might be a thousand. A precious seed for somebody else could be 10,000. A precious seed for somebody else might be a hundred. But get some kind of seed. You can put it on your phone. You can put it online. You can give it in cash. But I want you to get it right now and I want you to hold up a precious seed. God's speaking to some people right now to give sacrificially. There's several people that God is speaking to. If you'll obey him, you give that $1,000, he'll bless you. I know it takes faith. It's a precious seed. You on live stream, If if you're tuning in, it's a precious seed. I want you to take that seed, and I want you to hold it right now before the Lord. Come on. Hold it before the Lord and just wave it right now. Let it be a wave offering before the Lord. Man, I feel a shift in this offering. Hallelujah. I feel like people are getting in faith. Now, Father, I bless the people right now as your servant Lord I stand here and bless your people like the high priest bless the people of God and I declare that this seed this precious seed will unlock favor this precious seed will move your heart I pray God that if they you said if we sow a precious seed there will be a doubtless harvest hold it up now hold it up I declare that this precious seed is going to release a doubtless harvest in your life of resources a doubtless harvest through a doubtless harvest of healing, and we receive it in Jesus' name. Now, if you're giving this seed with joy, when I count to three, I want you to lift up a shout that'll make the devil mad. Come on. One, two, three. Let's give him praise. You can bring the seed to the offering. You can sow online. Let's give to God.